0: It is summertime. We are in full swing with our summer plans. And today we are highlighting a really special ministry at Bethlehem Church, the student ministry. So we always think of student ministry during the summertime because they always have so many cool things planned. And so today on the podcast, we have Spencer Haynes and Daniel Shadrach.
1: What's up, guys? How are you guys
0: doing? Hello. All right. So. Um, Go ahead and introduce yourselves and kind of tell everybody who you are, what you do, and kind of what area or age group you serve. We'll go first.
1: Sure. Uh, My name is Daniel Shadrach. I am the high school pastor at Bethlehem, so I kind of oversee all things high school uh, over three campuses, the OC 211 and 316. Uh, But, yeah, when I work on with Spence, Directly, we work together, kind of, to do the whole kit and caboodle, if you want to call it, uh, of the central team. But yeah, I think that's what you
0: asked. Awesome.
2: And my name is Spencer Haynes. I'm the middle school pastor at all three campuses, (laughs) which is crazy. Um, But yeah, I've been here almost four years now. Yeah. Um, So kind of seeing all the shifts we've had, a complete group go through the middle school ministry. It's kind of been cool. So.
0: Very cool. All right. And also with me here for moral support, <laughs> uh, we have Dustin Maddox yeah, on you. the mic, Hello. also running sound at the same time. He's a, He wears many hats. Yeah. Uh, he's a beautiful and, man. <laughs> he's great. We love him. And we have Emily Dickinson, who is hey, a friend of mine, a resident here at Bethlehem Church, and she has been involved in student ministry. She's been involved in just about everything here. I love some, all the things. All Bethlehem the Church. things. Yeah. yeah. So we're gonna talk about student ministry so Come on. talk about you guys what led you to student ministry what kind of talk about that journey as student pastors what led you to that
2: I, mine's really tied up in my testimony uh, I got saved in high school um, I had gone to church since I was about five years old uh, but I never truly chose to follow Jesus like I'd prayed a prayer like two hundred times but the moment when I chose to follow Jesus, I was 17 years old and the calling kind of came in at the exact same time because I realized that there were a lot of other people like me that went to church but didn't actually know God that had never chosen to follow him. Um, so I wanted to reach people like me. Mm -hmm. Um, so then I went to Liberty, um, to study youth ministry and, um, that's really kind of how it started. I interned at a lot of different places and, um, the grapevine ended up here at Bethlehem. So yeah,
0: yeah, yes.
1: Yeah, so mine started with uh, a call to ministry, just uh, as a whole, on June third, two thousand ten. Uh, I grew up going to. It's like one of the only dates I know. <laughs> I was impressed. I was like, man, you know the date, yeah, I don't, the uh, time. I actually <laughs> just recently found a journal uh, that I wrote that that day. I wrote in it um, everything that had happened, and so. I grew up going to a camp called Pine Cove in East Texas mm. and went there every summer and just fell in love with, uh, with camp and yeah. specifically, but the camp I was going to uh, at the time I would go to their youth camps that they had, but at the time uh, every summer I would for sure go to a family camp with my uncle's family. Yeah. Um, and I just fell in love with the aspect of family camp. I mm-hmm. fell in love with the aspect of family ministry. Uh, and, excuse me and uh at that age the idea that someone actually ran the camp and there was a staff and there was a career and there was a uh didn't cross my mind for some reason I thought you know in May someone showed up unlocked the gates (laughs) and we put on camp
0: there were fairies yeah that's really what that's really
1: what I thought and so when someone that day one of the directors I was having a talk with him. I was going into my senior year. The next summer, I would be doing a gap year program with Pine Cove. Uh, and he just asked me, he said, point blank, he said, have you ever thought about family camp ministry? Mm-hmm. And that was like that moment, that kind of God speaking to me of um, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. And that's what I wanted to go into. Uh, and fast forwarding some things, I ended up at interning at a church in Houston, fell in love with it, uh, fell in love with children's ministry. And, and mm-hmm. the idea of students, what led me here was, the idea that I have a passion for the family. Uh, I've been blessed to grow up in the family that I grew up with, with two parents who are still together today and love each other and taught us all these things at a young age. And so I love that aspect of teaching those things and leading in those things. And so whether it's kids or students or young adults or whatever it may be, the family aspect to me has always been, family ministry has always been what's appealing to me. It's always been a passion of mine. Mm -hmm. Uh, And inside that, uh, it's always been a matter of where God called me. It's yeah. never been something like I want to do students, I want to do students, I want to do st-. it's been right. I want to do ministry and I want to do family ministry and at the end of the day that entails yeah everything and so uh what brought me to students was really more just obedience mm-hmm. of uh God calling me and my wife out from Texas mm-hmm. and opening the door of Bethlehem and this is what this was the seat on the bus that I that I felt I needed to fill and yeah. needed to pursue in this season of life and and I've loved it I've been here about a year now or mm-hmm. o- over a year yeah, and uh I've loved every minute of it, and i love uh I love our kids and I love our students and and so yeah, that's kind of how it got me here. It wasn't a that's specific cool. thing it was more of a generic or generic broad call yeah.
0: no I would to say ministry uh it's it's holistic as mm-hmm. you know as you're talking about it, it's a really holistic approach. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not kind of, you know, not approaching it just from this one angle, but yeah. involving the parents, yeah. mm-hmm. involving the entire family, because that's really what it takes. It's, yeah. you know, the the church can do so much, but the family you know, has a role to play too. For sure. It's, it's,
2: so it's very similar to like, I've done a lot of work with FCA over yeah. the past couple of years and FCA focuses more on the coaches than they do the players mm. because the coach will impact the players more than anybody. Yeah. Um it's the same thing with the family. Like we get them an hour a week, 2 mm. hours a week tops. But like the parents are in the trenches with them. So if you can minister to the parents, like that's where you're truly going to make the impact. So partnering with them is actually the biggest resource you can do.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's cool. Yeah. So that really kind of helps, you know, you guys talk about what you're most passionate about in student ministry. Daniel, you kind of answered that as having, you know, involving the whole family. Um, Spencer, what would you say about that? What is is the thing about student ministry that you're most passionate about?
2: There's two things specifically. Uh, The coolest moment for me is typically in seventh grade. Uh, You'll be teaching, and there's this this development thing that happens in seventh grade, sixth grade they're babies, eighth grade they're young adults, but that seventh grade year is a weird transition, uh, especially if you look at guys because they're still short, but their feet are massive, none of the close fit. <laughs> That's so true. Um, hormonally, they're all over the place. Deodorants a big deal, and uh, but there's a moment when you're teaching, um, and I can't demonstrate it because we're on a podcast, but there's a head tilt hmm. that happens. Okay, where they kind of you you say something and their head tilts and you can see the light bulb go off. Hmm. That's the coolest moment for me as a communicator is to see that light bulb moment happen. Um, But my my favorite thing is actually outside of my ministry. I'm a middle school pastor, but if I can get a kid to understand that it's their faith, not their parents, Mm -hmm. and when I hand them off to Daniel, if I can give him kids that actually own their own faith, yeah, seeing them take off when they hit high school mm-hmm. ministry is actually the coolest thing for me. Yeah, where they actually get to do it themselves and run with it and grow, and they start sharing their own faith—that's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. But technically, they're out of my ministry by the time it happens. So,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. that's really cool. So the the they come to you in middle school and then kind of transition to high school ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: like and Daniel. there's kind of a full circle there here yeah. at Bethlehem. You know, we 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 watch specifically with age gaps a little bit of you know we we call to we call our students to serve mm-hmm. uh, and there's a little bit of um, monitoring that we have to do there with you know a, a eighth grader leading a seventh grader sure uh, things like that or a freshman leading an eighth grader kind of deal but yeah. uh, but for the most part when they come to me in high school uh, they're, they're getting pushed back into the system of serving, Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they're not doing it out of like mom and dad are making them or anything. They're doing it because they've seen it modeled, they've seen it done. And Mm -hmm. so, um, uh, that's the kind of the cool aspect of that, especially if they do own their own faith, if they're really on fire and they're ready to go and they're ready to, to lead out, um, you know, we, that leash gets a little longer Mm -hmm. once you, once you hit that ninth grade year. And as those years progress, that leash gets really long, you know, for my new 12th graders that just promoted or that will be, I mean, in the fall, uh, they, they got free reign a lot. I mean, they, Mm -hmm. this, this 11th grade group or whatnot was, was, uh, really showed, showed out. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and so this year will be their year of, uh, of testing and of saying, Hey, the ministry's yours. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that like the ministry, um, I'm facilitating it. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I'm, I'm going to teach and I'm going to disciple and I'm going to be there, but the reality, it's yours. And so, yeah. and that's something I tell all of our groups as we transition into new grades, especially mm-hmm. our eighth graders, I'm, I, I tell them like, hey, you're going to be ninth grade. I know that's the bottom of the totem pole, but there's a lot, there's going to be some more pressures right? because you are the future of this ministry. And so there's going to be some things that I'm, I'm leaning on you towards, you know, there's Spencer was Spencer in middle school and just middle school in general. Uh, is a very much lean on me, lean on me, lean on me. Mm-hmm. In high school, you get to the point where I'm like, no, I'm going to lean on you. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. time for you to, it's time for you to hold, hold this thing up and, and, and really where you want Bethlehem students to go, it's going to be a, a direct indicator of where, where you're going.
2: Yeah. I've, I've heard somebody <laughs> talk about this at Liberty once, but it was, they were talking about the difference between a bubble and a greenhouse. When you plant something in a greenhouse, you're trying to make it sufficient to where you can plant it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. In middle school, the the thought would be it's a greenhouse where you can grow, you can develop that foundation, get your roots deep, so that when you hit high school, you're ready to stand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you're not dependent on all these other people. You're not dependent on a pastor. Uh, like it's yours. You know how to yeah. feed yourself. Yeah. Um. So that would kind of be the thought. That's cool. Yeah. I
0: and I I have to say that I've witnessed this first firsthand with my own kids, because they I have four teenagers and they range <laughs> from nineteen. So I have my own youth group, y'all. <laughs> I'm I'm also a student pastor. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So anyway, I have my oldest daughter's nineteen. And then my youngest is four, is just about to turn 14. So literally living student ministry 24-7. Sure.
2: I apologize. Uh, your, your family's been kind of the guinea pig for me. So. I, I,
0: no, I, that's what I'm about to say. So what are say. you doing
1: Wednesdays? Do you want to... Uh... <laughs> no,
0: that's my day off. Uh-huh. <laughs> I send them to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Wednesdays. Yeah, we love midweek. We love, love Wednesdays. But I've seen this and that's, I'm going to brag about it. I'm going to try not to cry because I don't want to get all emotional about it. But seriously, seeing my own kids go through this kind of a a pipeline or whatever you want to call it, they've been raised up in these ministries and now they're pouring back into them. So just case in point, my oldest daughter, Isabel, has been through middle school, been yeah. through high school, uh, now she's in college, and she serves in. Yeah, both, she's one
1: of our midweek leaders. Yeah, one
0: yeah. of uh, and and serves on Sundays in middle mm-hmm. school and loves it. Absolutely loves the the students. So just to see that, like I didn't have to do that. Yeah. It, it It. She caught it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, the parents we played a role bringing her to church on Sundays, making sure that was the priority. Yeah. But then she caught it and wants to be there on Sundays. And she even just told, I was just having this conversation with her the other day. And she said she was talking to a friend, trying to kind of, you know, involve them, get them excited about serving. She's like, I just don't get it. I want to be there on Sundays. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> so cool. just really cool to see the way you guys have poured into her. And now she's pouring back. Yeah. And you guys have also developed her as a leader. So and, and are still continuing to. And that's what I, I want to encourage parents that are listening to this. Like your kids are, you know, they're going to get brought up in the ministry, um, you know, getting poured into, but then they're also gonna be developed as leaders yep. because that's something that you guys are really passionate about mm-hmm. as well, and that, and that's
2: modeled down just from our leadership as well, sure, right? Because right? we are constantly being poured into, yes, um, about being leaders, leading other people, mm-hmm. equipping the saints. Because that's really our job as pastors is to equip.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, so if you can get students to do that as well, that's
3: beautiful.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I love it.
3: The 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 transition here for me, just listening, I, I thought, I thought, well, I'll come alongside today because you know I've been in student ministry get to sit with Spencer and Daniel and listen to, you know, and then I'm sitting here thinking just like Angela, yeah, my kids are in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> so my oldest is in high school with Daniel, my middle, yeah. uh, my yeah. daughter is in with Spencer one more year. Mm-hmm. You've got her for one more year. Yeah. And uh, you know, and I'm just thinking about how you guys have poured into them and who they're becoming too. Like um I I have my own time with them in the house and as parents, you know, we we do get to leave, but uh, something we know that you have mentioned and the, both you guys are are uh, it's a it's a big thing for you is having your small group leaders not just serve in that moment mm-hmm. in, a, in a group leader mm-hmm. aspect but also they' uh, they they become mentors they, mm-hmm. they become so so you're the ones that are pouring into them but because of the way you've set things up, you're also inviting other people to walk along with our kids. So it's this multiplication thing that yes. happens. So it's and, not just us.
0: Yes. And honestly, and I Emily, that that really mm-hmm. brings this nicely too, because Emily is a mentor now to my daughters.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And you have been um, you know, in student ministry and yeah. you've been a small group leader yeah. for four years.
4: I was yeah. We had a group of girls that came in. So actually Rebecca Price, um, she's at two eleven now. We both started in student ministry and um, we basically, I, I say we raised them. It's like Rebecca, Rebecca Reed felt, now, right? Rebecca Reed. oh Yeah. Used to that. <laughs> She's married. Gosh. Rebecca Reed.
1: She's been married for a little bit. I you
0: know. We got to get used to that. But yeah, we, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> Sorry, we saw, um,
4: you know, those girls started as freshmen and then we, you know, saw them graduate high school and the, like, like what Daniel and Spencer are saying You see this shift happen Mm. where they go from, I come on a Wednesday night because my parents make me, Mm -hmm. to I come because I love Jesus. Yeah. And like, I've seen other people my age. And like Spencer said, he like saw Jesus when he was 15, 16, whatever, in that age group. I I was the same way. And I had the same fire of like, love Jesus now Mm. and follow. So it's the coolest thing. And there's a switch that happens where... Um, they start following Jesus, and they start bringing their friends from school, yeah. and their families change. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I love. I, that.
3: I'm gonna throw a question in here, and I'll, angel I'll let you, I'll let you get us back on track here in a second. Oh, no, go for it. So, so because we just believe in the health of our church, like I, I just love what God's doing at Bethlehem Church. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I love what He's doing through y'all's leadership in student ministry specifically yes. big summer plan, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. You've got parents who listen in here a little bit, you know, to our podcast and, and their kids, maybe they're not quite plugged in yet. Mm-hmm. And, and you're talking to the parents right now. Um, what would you say? Like, cause we don't believe in our language is very, uh, um, uh, non-competitive when we're talking about other churches in the area. We, we yep. partner with them as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but you've got parents who are listening here who just say, Hey, what's different about Bethlehem student ministry? Why why should I choose their camps? Why should we bring them to midweek? Why should we invest in, you know, as opposed to uh, you know, somewhere somewhere else? What what would you what would you say to those parents who are maybe kind of halfway in, halfway out, not all the way in type thing? That's mm. a very good question. <laughs> I off the top should to answer without
2: being biased. I mean, yeah, I without biased being biased. This, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, I part of it for me, um, I don't view our students as the future of the church. I think they're part of the church now. Yeah. Um, so like you look at the pillars of Bethlehem and you've had all this growth and all these things that happen with Bethlehem. A lot of it comes down to those three pillars. We're united in Christ. We're for all people. We're building a better community. Well, that's what we're inviting our students into as yeah. well. Um, so we want them to impact their mm-hmm. schools. We want them to be involved in local nonprofits, which is where we've Started with Bethlehem Student sent and all these local mission mm-hmm. trips and stuff and serve days and things and um, hmm. so like you have that vision that they get to be a part of um, where one you're going to get spiritual mentors pouring into your life like that yeah there's going to be small group leaders there's going to be pastors being very intentional they're going to get topical teaching those kind of things but those can happen to in a lot of different ministries mm-hmm. um, but I think the being a part of something right now. This isn't the minor leagues. You're yeah. a part of something right now. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's a big deal.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. That's huge.
1: Yeah. I think it's the, this idea when we launched midweek, um, in in February, I guess, mm-hmm. um, the idea of this wasn't that it was taking the place of, in midweek, just in general, let me say midweek students is our, uh, Wednesday night program yeah. for our middle school and high school. Mm-hmm. When I say launch, that was the big deal. We brought middle school into the mix on Wednesday night mm-hmm. to try to create this youth group feel of a body of students. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it didn't take... A lot of the questions we got were, is that what Bethlehem Students is now? Is it Midweek Students? Because gotcha. that's the the branding of it, is Midweek Students. And it the answer to that is no. Mm-hmm. The, that Bethlehem Students is the umbrella of our ministry. Mm-hmm. And when I casted this vision on stage with our students and with our leaders. The idea of this was that midweek was an avenue uh, of Bethlehem students. Sunday middle school is an avenue of Bethlehem students, sent students is an avenue of Bethlehem students, high school hangouts, which we haven't branded yet, but high school Mm -hmm. things like that is an avenue of Bethlehem students. And the idea of what I, what I told our students was, Hey, we want to give you these avenues where not only are you being poured into, not yeah. only are you uh, getting, and, and I'm just repeating what Spencer mm-hmm. say, said, but not only are you getting poured into with Sundays, with midweek, but you're having opportunities to pour out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bethlehem Students isn't we're not we're not a student ministry trying to develop, uh, we're not trying to pack in and pour in. To these students so that when they do go off to college they're ready we are doing that and we are but it's not a we're not trying to you know the idea the illustration of pouring you know you have a picture and you're pouring into a cup when that cup gets full you pour it out and then you're empty kind of deal you know and the idea of being in a relationship with christ is that you're constantly being poured into so that you can pour out so that cup can overflow um you know we're not trying to fill these students up to the brim and say okay they're ready to go. Yeah, they're here. They are man. Their relationship with Christ is solid, and it's awesome. Now we're trying to overflow their cup. Yeah, to the point where they mm-hmm. have to pour out, where they have to serve, they have to yeah. kind of. They feel this need, kind of, to do mm-hmm. so. They feel this longing to do so. They feel that's what I've been taught. So that's what I'm going to do. Um, yeah, and, and and so I think that's the that's the. Uh, that's a big difference, I think from ministries that I grew up in and yeah. ministries that we see around. Mm-hmm. it's it's that's we believe student ministry has to be um, has to be preparing, preparing yes. preparing preparing
0: when well, you're um, you're constantly the the goal is discipleship yeah. and yeah. giving them tools so that they can lead themselves well mm-hmm. and lead mm-hmm. others well yeah. and it really gets us out of this mindset of consumer, Christianity, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of what natural, I think that's what comes natural yeah. to us. And so we're in this, you know, we hear about self-care a lot and mm-hmm. that's, you know, we got to take care of ourselves and be, you know, be filled up, be filled up. But part of being filled up, it's 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 in giving that we receive, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So Spencer, you recently preached about, um, mm-hmm. about serving and talk about that. Talk about how serving is actually... Part of that growth, like you don't grow without mm-hmm. without serving, and that's what we're teaching our students.
2: I think a lot of it comes down to the consumer aspect you talked about. Yeah, um, it's not politically correct, but I, I call it fat Christians, where <laughs> we just come in and we eat and we eat and we eat and mm-hmm. we eat and We never exercise. Yeah. Well, that's not the faith that we were called to do. If you look biblically, preach it. Um, Christians were serving they were active acts 2 lays that out so so well Mm -hmm. um where they're going to church together all the time they're selling stuff that they had extras Mm -hmm. of and giving the proceeds and when you see the church living it out that way you have 47 where it says and they increase by number daily Mm -hmm. because other people are looking they're like i want to be a part of that Mm yeah um and then I, i i had there was a quote um that i mentioned when i was teaching and this was something that um impacted me a lot um, ben Trueblood um, is head of Lifeways Research and Technology Stuff for Students. He uh, he said that high school students that can name three or more spiritual mentors through their high school years are three times more likely to stick with the faith through their mm-hmm. high school That's years right. or through their college years. I loved that. And for me, like I can think of people. Daniel can think of mm-hmm. people. I know mm-hmm. Dustin mm-hmm. can think of people that, that mentored them in their high school mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm where I am right now is because Eddie Yunt, Jason White, Peter West were willing to serve. Yeah, And so, yeah, they got filled up, but I also was pointed the right direction because mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. And um, going back to midweek, um, this was a really cool moment for me as a pastor, but I think it also showed what midweek was all about. We did a encounter night with worship stations and all those kind of things. And one of the stations we did were thank you cards to those mentors, uh, thank you cards to those people that poured into your life. And we'd had some high schoolers that felt awkward about middle schoolers coming Mm -hmm. to Wednesdays, and Daniel Mm -hmm. was trying to navigate that with them. But I think a big moment was when some of those high schoolers that were serving uh, with me on Sundays, their middle school students wrote them cards Mm -hmm. and walked up to them in the middle of the service and gave them that card. And that really shifted perspective for some of those students on why do I do this? We don't want them to be picture-perfect Christians when they leave. We want them to be active, Mm -hmm. living, breathing Christians who have the ups and downs, but who know how to Mm -hmm. grow, who know how to walk with Jesus, those kind of things. If they're real, that's when they'll last. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so. that's awesome.
2: I kind of rambled there for a while. No, but- you didn't. That was, that was good, good stuff.
0: On. So, I, I love that you pulled in that quote about the the having three or more mentors during mm-hmm. their high school uh, time. Uh, and that's what I loved about that is that that's not necessarily a you know a a pastor who's been to seminary school. Yeah. That's a, a a mentor, a mm-hmm. small group yeah. leader, mm-hmm. Um, you know, people that are just pouring into and serving. They're there. They can connect with them, pray for them, mm-hmm. uh, point them to scripture. If they have a question about something, I mean, just that, that right there is, is crucial. Mm-hmm. And so I just, I, I love that. I love that. Um, that's real. It's really simple, but maybe mm-hmm. not always so easy to do. Yeah. But yeah, yeah for, for sure.
3: For yeah. my oldest, uh, the two, two of the men right off the top that are pouring into him, are both in uh, HVAC, so I, I don't know what that says. Huh. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know what that <laughs> means. But who's the other one? the The know, two guys I think yeah. of are both in HVAC. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. One of them that's in HVAC. Yeah, <laughs> one one's more. One's more. Uh, Damon is more in uh, the the big stuff. Yeah, he, yeah He's yeah, He's yeah. big. Yeah, he works. Yeah. With, I don't even know what he does, but it's it's in commercial. The same area. I know it's yeah, big commercial GC. stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Huh. Very cool. Okay. So what would you like us as parents to know? And maybe our parents that are listening, uh, Dustin, you kind of alluded to this and, Mm -hmm. and what, what can we do or how can we better help partner with Mm -hmm. you guys and and maybe prepare our students and help them? Uh, you know, is there anything that any, any wisdom that you can give to parents? (laughs) Spencer's over there smiling. He must have, (laughs) he must have a lot of thoughts about this one.
2: (laughs) I'll let Daniel
1: start. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I, I would say the biggest challenge uh, in student ministry, the biggest challenge in ministry in general is that, not maybe in general, but um, is that church, if you would, mm-hmm. your relationship with Jesus, if you would, it ends at 1 o'clock on Sunday. Mm. Yeah, When you go home, it's over. The idea of the oh. church, you know, and we just hit this, with this series that we that we just wrapped up, foundations um, with foundations, yeah. yeah. Of you know, one of the one of the weeks that Jason taught on was the church. He was talking about you know the church is not these walls; it's not these yeah. campuses; it's it's the body; it's 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 us. It's and so I think in students, it's the same thing. You know, yeah. it's not like in students, it's a, no the church is midweek and it's these walls for right now because you need structure and you need. No, that's not that's not the case. And so, mm-hmm. uh, I think the biggest help for us with parents and understanding this w- this relationship with parents is one: we want y'all to understand as parents that we're on your team, mm-hmm. yeah. we're on your side. Yeah, uh, we're not on our student side, and they know that. Yeah, mm-hmm. if there's something that my students are going to tell me, are there things that I don't necessarily run to mom and dad and say that they silly things of whatever's going on at school? Probably not, but I mean, I'm not going to call Dustin as soon as Ryland tells me something like, "Dude, you need." But if it's something that needs <laughs> right. that Dustin yep. needs to know, yes, and we tell yeah. our students that, like, "Hey, as much as I'm a safe place, know that I love you enough, yeah, to to bring in who needs to be brought in on this." Right. And sometimes that has to be your parents. Right. And I know that sucks. So whatever you're about to tell me, yeah, know that that's coming. Uh, and I love
0: that. I love that mm-hmm. about you guys. Like, and my kids know that as student leaders. That if a you know a student shares something with them, they know immediately to come to you guys yep. and talk mm-hmm. to you. And hey, what should we do, or should we do anything? Pray about it. What talk to the parents. So that is I, that is very cool the way. Yeah, you guys and do there's that. sometimes
1: we've had talks with students uh, where it's something that I'm not going to tell mom and dad, but I'm going to make them tell mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes I I I've been a part of those conversations. I've, I've, you know, I've, I've seen them on the phone during those conversations. Mm. Uh, they'll use my phone during those conversations to say, Hey, yeah, you know, is this something you think you need to tell mom and dad? Yeah. No, no. Okay. Well, let's do it now. I'll yeah. be right
0: here. Yeah. I'm right here. So you're mm-hmm. providing accountability. For yeah. That. Mm-hmm. And so
1: I, that's the first thing is saying, Hey, we're on your team. We're yeah. on your side. Mm-hmm. Like this is not a, me and the student versus you. I'm never gonna say, Man, I can't believe your dad did that. I can't believe your mom did. That. No. That's never gonna come out of my mouth. Right. Um, and and then I, I think the other thing would be uh that it doesn't end. That mm-hmm. that what's being taught, um, you know, even even a twelfth grader, mom and dad, your twelfth grader is still watching you. They're mm-hmm. still learning from you, yeah. they're still well even if it's a bitter situation even if it's a broken situation even if it whatever it is they're still watching you they're still your kid I was still learning from my father uh in 12th grade I was still learning from my father when I went to college granted there was a separation there of like I became my own man I became you know I had to do my own thing and be independent and stuff like that uh but but I think that that's a big thing of, you know, we know that their infant years. Yeah, they're they're watching us mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. they're seeing and they're getting molded by us. But I would say that that goes all the way up until I mean, it really never yeah. ends in the, to a degree, but it's still a very prominent thing in 12th grade. It's still a very prominent thing as they graduate college. They're still watching how you handle situations, how you mm-hmm. and with that I'm and. You know, you can take this, mom and dad, as me calling y'all out or whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> Call them out. That's but okay. Call with us that, out. <laughs> it,
0: it,
1: how you handle your relationship with God? Yep. How you handle your relationship with us, as the youth pastors, and how you add, how you talk about us? Yeah. In the home, how you talk about the church in the home, how you, you know, whatever it may be, is 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 influencing your child's relationship with God and is affecting our effectiveness to that. As in you're hindering our ability to do our job because like Spencer said earlier, I get them for yeah. at most <laughs> two hours during the week. Yeah, And if, when they go home, if they're going home to, um, if they're going home to, 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 to a brokenness or to a messy situation or an ugly situation, or if they're going home to someone bad mouthing Mm -hmm. something about the church or whatever it is, that's going to take root far greater than the things that I said in those two hours. And I can text that kid every day, but if there's a resentment there at any degree, it's going to be a wall that we have to climb. And we used to say this at, 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 at camp is, we used to talk about the idea that youth camp is. Pine Cove has youth camps. They have family camps, things like that. Youth camp was great. It was awesome, and it was. But ministering to someone for seven days, even out of the year, that goes, that's going home, maybe on fire for Christ, mm-hmm. but is going home to a messy situation, or is going home to parents that aren't believers, or parents that aren't mm-hmm. exemplifying what it looks like to be a believer, or are living their life in that manner. That fire. Is going to go out within days. Yeah. Within weeks.
0: If it's not tended to. But as right? a
1: family camp, when yeah. we get to minister to the whole family, which is what the church is, mm-hmm. we get to minister to the whole family. Then when those kids, when we do our job and yeah. those kids come home on Wednesday night or come home on Sunday afternoon on fire for Christ, and mom and dad are coming home on Sunday afternoon or whatever mm-hmm. or during their on fire for Christ, yeah. that flame is going to burn a lot longer and a lot brighter. Over the years. And so I think uh, know that we're on your side and know that uh, we need you on our side. Yeah. Uh, Well,
0: and you guys are pastors, not magicians, right? So (laughs) (laughs) I I think a
2: lot of faith is caught, it's not taught specifically. And that goes into what Daniel was saying. Like, if it's not being modeled at home, Mm -hmm. it's not going to stick. Like, you can tell your kid, church is a priority, but if you never take (laughs) them, I mean, like if this, that and the other all supersede going to a service, Mm -hmm. they're they're going to pick up what the actual priorities Mm -hmm. are. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that's I mean, I I thought that's where Daniel was going to go at the beginning that I mean, priorities are probably one of the biggest battles we have to fight. Yeah. Um, Is it is their faith a priority? Mm Because we get students get shoved into so many different extracurriculars and classes and they've got so much stuff going on what's the main thing? Mm-hmm. Um, so their priorities are going to be a direct representation of what your priorities are. That's right. Um, so if you model that church is important, it is, they're going to at least see that it's important to somebody. Yeah. Um, but if you're going to make it important to your family, I would have a conversation about it. like if you're going to shift and be like, hey, we're making a change here. Have a conversation with your student about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, don't just catch them off guard and be like, "Hey, we're going every day." <laughs> right, <laughs> but right. like, but have a conversation. Involve them in it. Uh, yes. I think that's a lot with students as well. Um, you can talk to them. Yeah. You can yeah. explain it. Now, there's still there's that authority piece that you are the authority and they Absolutely. have to listen to what you say. But yeah, like involve them in the Absolutely. conversations because no, um, they're a part incredible. of the... incredible. So
3: that's good stuff. Yeah, and and I would say too, just you know, based on uh, what you both have said too is uh it it, you know for us parents let's don't just see it as another club another Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. you were saying another thing and we're just going to drop them off yes and and pick them up and it's all you know and that's it it's just another it's another thing in the schedule but but for us as parents to uh, you know to be growing as well Mm -hmm. uh and to have those conversations with them that's huge
0: yeah, and I'd like to say this too. Like, and and this is not, a, you know, to to our own horns or whatever. But Dustin, I know you and your wife, as uh, your wife Erin, as parents, what the kids are seeing is, you know, you guys make church a priority. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if if you want your kids to tithe, then make tithing mm-hmm. a priority.
3: Yeah,
1: and talk they, about it.
0: Yes, and yep. talk mm-hmm. about it. Have these conversations, and that's one thing that you know. We just had uh, the Stephanie family, James Stephanie. Yeah. We recorded a podcast with them. Um, And just because their, their family is this incredible influence on our church Mm -hmm. and they serve in so many different capacities. There's a lot of them. (laughs) And so they all serve. And James, the the father, what he said, what it came down to was when they were raising, he and Stacy were raising their kids. It came down to making church a priority Mm -hmm. over sports. I know that's, that's, that's tough. Countercultural. Very countercultural. But that church was the priority in their family. Not that it, not a religion, but a relationship right, with Jesus right, right, and church right. attendance through that. And I just that right there, I was like, we could that could be a book, you know. Yeah. yeah. And 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 kids, yeah. You know, that doesn't mean that a hundred percent of the time, you know, kids are always going to you know make all the right decisions forever mm-hmm. and ever and amen. It's not a formula, but it is a it's it's pretty. The chances of your kids loving church because you love church mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. Uh, it's significantly yes yeah. yeah.
1: And it's, I mean, I think the younger we can teach that and the the, the more we can teach that, it's going to be your, as parents, uh, I can't promise this, but uh, you'll get a less of a pushback. You know, yeah. we, know we know students whose parents mm. do uh, implement those things where, right. hey, you don't play baseball on Sunday, mm-hmm. you you know, mm-hmm. and I've talked to students and they're, you know, oh, what are you doing this? Oh, I got a tournament Friday. Oh, are you playing Sunday? No. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. well, they are, but I'm not. And yeah. there's not anger there. There's right. not resentment there. There's mm-hmm. this is what we do. Yeah. That's what I you know. And so
3: they're, I think they're on board with yeah, the family they're on board. plan. Like, yeah. this is who we are, this is what we're gonna do, this we're not gonna do. And yeah. I would
1: imagine that a lot of that has to do with the way they came about it. You know, mm-hmm. it wasn't like Spencer say, it wasn't something that they're like, hey, you're not playing, you're not playing on Sunday because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, we go to church. It wasn't a it wasn't a, an iron fist of right. This is what you're doing. Uh, there's obedience and yeah. our authority. But I'm sure it was more of a conversation of here's why yeah. Yeah. you're yeah. not playing. Yeah. It's not and, that you're not playing. Here's why right. you're not playing. You're going to be at these things. And I think there's a lot of families at Bethlehem, and I think that's what's so special about Bethlehem is, is the whole family is, is ministered to. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of students at Bethlehem who do miss – Mm-hmm. when they aren't there. I mean, we just had a girl at our O C campus was at Universal on Sunday. Yes. And she <laughs> FaceTimed in four groups. That's I cool. I love it. I mean, I don't know how but long she, she was there cool. or how, she but she sat was sitting down at you know, a she sat at a bench <laughs> at Universal that's a cool and story. Was, <laughs> wow. And I know with as a family. pastor, I would That's, be <laughs> that's committed. I'm going to
3: yeah. go with family, but I'm not going to miss out on my group time. Yeah, that's exactly. Yes. So I mean,
1: yeah, she's sitting in the park. Like this isn't, she's not at the hotel. She was sitting in the park at Universal Studios wow. and decided to to FaceTime in for the 20 minute. Uh, that's 20 minute. awesome. And so I think there's a lot of our students that that culture here, the culture here at Bethlehem is that. And, and yeah, I think the, the big, it is priorities, but it, it's, it's, it's giving your kids the why. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Why yeah. are you priorities to, like yeah. this? Why are they, well, and it's don't a, give them a list of boundaries. Yeah. Them, it's a standard,
0: know? you know, like yeah. this is the standard in our family. And that's always kind of how my husband, uh, my, you know, my, my kids were raised because that's my husband was mm-hmm. like, we on Sundays, that's what we do. Yeah. We, we go to church and we mm-hmm. serve. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, it's an
2: investment too. Uh, yeah. Most like, Daniel brought up that particular story, which is that one's an outlier. She's new to faith and all this kind of thing. So she's on fire. But like we we get stories like that pretty often Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, about, nah, the student didn't want to be in the tournament and wanted to be at church on Wednesday or they'll talk to their track coach, et cetera. A lot of those times, those weren't decisions that were made because of the past two weeks. Yeah, those have been things yeah. that the parents have been investing yeah. since they were children. Laying a
0: foundation. And
2: by the time they got to high school, that student, they knew what mm-hmm. the priority was. Mm-hmm. They wanted mm-hmm. to do those things. Yeah. And it's just... That parent viewed it as an investment not just into their student but into their students' literal eternity. yeah mm-hmm. and uh, and it
0: pays off. yeah, yeah, we've been talking about spiritual disciplines and uh, Joel when we were talking about worship as a spiritual mm-hmm. discipline. I mean, this is you know, serving church attendance, all of that is is similar. It's like yeah. you know it's like exercise, you know, you mm-hmm. you do it and you you reap the benefits mm-hmm. of it in the long run. so, Okay, so summertime, this is, you know, we're going to end on this. It's summertime is is pretty challenging for students because they don't have a lot of routine. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, you know, they've gone from routine, routine, and then kind of nothing so
1: they go from 90 to (laughs) zero very quickly
0: so here's where and this is where student ministry kind of this is your you know time to shine and uh (laughs) (laughs) so talk about some of the cool ways that you guys keep kids engaged during the summer what what does bethlehem church have for students
1: yeah so uh we have uh we got a few things coming up that we're going to be doing we're going to be doing some hang times throughout the summer uh, our big thing this summer is camp. We're going to passion camp 2022 mm-hmm. down in Daytona beach. Uh, got a, a few spots left few maybe, spots. Yeah. But, but, uh, uh but
0: and all four of mine are going. Yes. We're, we're taking,
1: we're taking the largest group. That it's going to be taken. an awesome week for me. <laughs> She's actually going to camp with us. She doesn't know it yet. She's on right now. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, we got camp in July. So that's, yeah. a, that's a big thing. That's a, that takes up, you know, if you've ever done camp or, if you know, uh, it's not fairies to put it on, you know, as <laughs> I thought. As a kid. Right, right. Um, and so that's taken up a lot of our energy with our team and with our with our staff because, again, it it's it's the biggest one we've taken mm. uh, so far. But uh, in June, we have a, a – is it in June? Yeah, in June, mm-hmm. we have a serve day. Yeah,
2: summer serve day. So we're kind of taking – um, the thought process from Scent that we did for spring break, working with nonprofits. The cool thing with that one is we're not – last year when we did Summer Serve Day, we did it all at 316. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this time we're breaking out to the campuses. So OC, y'all are serving. Oconee County yeah. nonprofits. 316 nice. is doing it here. Local. 211 will work in their area as well. That's awesome. So That's cool.
0: really
1: cool. Yeah. And then uh, and then we're kind of wrapping up the summer towards the back end, at least summer. Uh, we're gonna take uh we're gonna take a group to Whitewater. Mm-hmm. We're gonna Fun. You know, go hang yeah. out. That's July twenty. 20- Eight.
2: sunscreen and water baby it's on a thursday <laughs> uh
1: yeah and so we're excited about that That's but cool. deodorant. all throughout summer we'll <laughs> deodorant. Have, yeah de- yeah uh, spencer is a very, very a deodorant evangelist i didn't mention something happened to spencer when he was a middle schooler <laughs> deodorant really scarred him uh, but uh yeah. but yeah we got stuff planned all throughout the summer uh just hang times the best way to know where we are mm-hmm. what we're doing uh, is going to be following us on Instagram okay. at Bethlehem Students. Um, yeah, that we're going to be popping up stuff on there throughout yeah. the whole mm-hmm. summer. That may yeah. they, they, it may be a twenty four hour notice kind of. Yeah, year, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that. Well, we just want to hang out and
0: spontaneous and f- uh, flexibility yeah. for that's student ministry in a nut, nutshell. Mm-hmm. Right?
1: Yeah, so Did those are planned the, out. Yeah, but they won't be advertised until. Their very okay
0: moment, their so very and, and we're going to include uh, the website, the student ministry okay, page and uh, the Instagram Perfect. handle in the notes in the notes so that you'll find that here um, yeah, on beyond great. Sunday. And if anybody has questions or any any comments or wants to get in touch with you guys, Daniel at Bethlehem church.us and yep. Spencer at Bethlehem church.us you yes. guys can email them directly. Come
3: on. We have a podcast email too. If they yeah. just have random <laughs> questions about podcast about stuff, the
0: podcast, yeah. Or if you want to submit your ideas or thoughts or what you yeah. want to hear, what and do you listen want to, hear to Just call uh, Dustin and Beyond Sunday. Beyond Sunday. <laughs> so our email address is Sunday at bethlehemchurch.us. Um, it's been fun if it was just podcast.
4: And Haunt Emily will be at Jerry yeah. Joe's from Tuesdays <laughs> at
1: 7 a.m. to come do a meet and
4: greet. Yep. I'll bring my Sharpie to sign my autograph. I'll there be you there. Go. Oh, man. So, is that,
0: you, was that – the? did I interrupt you? Was that it? Okay.
4: Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, okay.
1: Really, just follow our Instagram for some exciting stuff coming cool. up. Camp is going to be a big thing. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, as we get rocking and rolling in the fall, we'll take a little bit of a break there in the summer somewhat with our small groups. Yeah. Uh, but, um, but yeah, fall will be, will be here before you know it. Yeah. I know Rockin you students don't want to hear about fall. <laughs> but Not fall yet. Fall will be a la, big thing. la, la, thing. <laughs> when i talking about fall. Yeah. Fall will be a big thing as we come back to school. It'll <laughs> oh. be awesome. Cause guys, summer's almost over. No, Stop. no, don't Pretty say, say that. Stop That's going to send
0: everybody spiraling. No. no. Okay. Well guys, thank you so much for everything that you do as a parent of students. I'm. Forever grateful for your influence on our kids, and and just the way you pour into them, and and uh, seeing them grow and develop in their own faith. Mm. That's not mine and my husband's faith. Yeah. It's it's really cool to watch. So thank you for pouring into our students. Agreed.
1: Thank you all for Agreed. trusting Agreed. us. Yeah. Thank you, fellas. Your students are great, yep. and all of our students are great.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah they are. Yeah. And thanks for being on the podcast. And as always, thanks for listening to Beyond Sunday. If you have any questions, comments, please feel free to email us. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks, and we will see you next time.